Edge, we got something appetizing for you today. Straight from Buffalo Bill's house in PA, please welcome Chris Rowan. Chris, welcome to Horror 365. Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm looking forward to it. I know we've been chatting a little bit back and forth and uh, glad we could finally make it happen. Dude, you're the man on social media. Okay. I, I try, I try. I'm, uh, it's a, it's a new thing for me. You know, I've been uh, personally, I've been pretty quiet on it for years. But uh, you know, I'm letting everyone know Buffalo Bills House is out there and it's the thing. And uh, you know, I hope the horror community uh, responds well to it. So far, the feedback's been real cool. Everyone's been, been pretty excited about it. Oh, dude, hundred percent, man. Uh, honestly, I gotta thank you because, like, the post. You know, we're trying to get out there. I noticed you've been, you've been commenting a lot. You've been very interactive. With uh, with our Thank social you, media, Thank dude. you so much. I, well, you know, listen. I mean, uh, you know, like, listen. Uh, I'm I'm a lifelong diehard horror fan myself. So, you know, I'm I'm all about you know being involved in the community. You know, I've been going to cons for 20 years, and you know, it's nice to uh, kind of be on the other side of the table now, starting to do the to, to do the vendor thing for Buffalo Bills House, which is cool. But you know, I'm a lifelong fan, so you know, any way I can, uh, you know, be involved and you know and uh, you know take part with other you know horror loving fans, and you know, I'm all about it. Awesome, dude. And, you know, you said you're a lifelong horror fan. So the listeners or the viewers out there, give them a little backstory about sure, Mr. Rowan. Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, geez, well, shit. I mean, I probably <laughs> started watching horror movies when I was about six years old. And, uh, you know, I grew up in the 80s. So kind of the, uh, the the heyday of the slashers, you know. So, you know, got my start and uh, cut my teeth on, you know, Halloween and Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street you know, and, uh, you know, other ones like, uh, you know, uh, the remake of the blob. I remember seeing really early on, uh, from 88 and, uh, phantasm two, I remember seeing when I was a kid and, and, you know, kind of just, uh, you know, went, went backwards from there, you know, as I got a little bit older, delved into some of the older stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, my dad was a big uh, movie goer and, you know, he loved horror movies. So, you know, wasn't a whole lot of censorship in our uh, house. So I'm grateful for that. You know, <laughs> the four letter uh, words are flying. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely was. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of taboo. So, uh, I'm appreciative of that, you know, so, uh, you know, definitely saw all the, all the horror greats, a lot of the old action greats of the eighties, you know, I remember seeing a lot of that stuff theatrically, you know, predator. Oh, that and, was an awesome uh, movie, man. Predator. You know, well, one of my favorites, you know, the running man, you know, like, you know, sci-fi Arnold, you know, it's even better, <laughs> you know? So, you know, I, I love it all though. You know, I mean, the stuff from the seventies and eighties is probably what I would consider my favorite. Cause that's kind of what I grew up with, but you know, I go all the way back to like, you know, the universal horror, you know, the original shit from the thirties, wow. you know? So I, I, I love it all. Who's your favorite universal monster? Oh man. That's a good, well, uh, I don't know. Where is he? And if you look, look in the corner here, You'll see. Uh, I got this uh, this this bust of Bela Lugosi. I'm a big Dracula guy. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a big big fan of his. So, did you like um, Martin Landau's performance of him in Ed Wood? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. like you know, Ed Wood. When Ed Wood came out, I mean, like you know, it. I don't. If I remember, I mean, I don't think it got a lot of love. You know, mm -hmm. theatrically in a financial sense, from what I recall. You know, and and I don't even know. It, it was kind of one of those. If from, I mean, I probably would have been about. 13 or 15 when it came out maybe something like that but i don't even think i got to see that one in the theater i think i had to go to the uh you know the yeah, blockbuster same here it was, yeah. it was an in and out type of flick but but a great one you know it's one of those kind of ones that found its following um you know uh you know on home video didn't really have the great run in the theater so you're from pennsylvania and pennsylvania is uh, no stranger to hosting uh, horror movies because we have like uh, Night of Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, for um, sure. The Blob. So 
were you able to like go to those filming locations and is that what kind of inspired you to purchase the Buffalo Bill house? Well, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm from New Jersey, uh, uh, specifically. Um, but what I did do was, um, I had been to Blobfest. I had been to the colonial theater in Phoenixville. I'm a big movie location guy. I mean, I love horror, but I love film in general. Um, you know, it's always been, you know, a passion of mine, uh, you know, lifelong thing. And um, like, I would say I've been to Blobfest at least three times in the last 10 years, um, you know, in Phoenixville and do, going to the Colonial Theater and, you know, seeing, you know, seeing the blob in the theater, you know, that it eats and, and attacks was just super awesome. You know, always love that, you know, seeing the people, they do the run out on the first night, you know, everyone runs it out. It's super badass. And, um, you know, you touched upon like Night of the Living Dead and, and Dawn of the Dead and you know, um, that all took place up in uh, that that cemetery is up in Evan City, um, and the mall is uh, in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, and that's less than an hour's drive from Buffalo Bill's house. So it's nice oh, wow. to know, okay. like uh, from Periopolis, it's nice to know that you know Buffalo Bill's house is kind of in this awesome little Western PA horror hub, you know. And um, actually, this summer coming up, um, one of the things since I mean we we're just talking about Dawn of the Dead. Um, they're doing a living dead weekend in July at uh, the Monroeville mall. And that is um, the 35th anniversary uh, celebration of both the day of the dead and return of the living dead. And um, so they got cast members coming in and that's July, this July. Oh yeah. July uh, 2nd through 4th. I'm booked as a vendor. So very uh, nice. Is that, is that the same weekend? Like where they also do like the reenactments like out uh, in a field for, I think was a day of the, that's a great question i haven't heard if they're doing the reenactment but it's a three-day fest they're doing you know q a's con yeah. stuff you know a um, bunch of panels are doing tours of the mall itself all the filming locations of where they shot and i know there's i've I've heard there's been some renovations in the mall obviously it was you know uh, yeah because actually um years ago but i was watching sean clark's uh video i guess he has a youtube channel sean clark of like uh horror i can never remember his show it's horrors hollow grounds i think it was okay but, um he did he went to the mall back like in the early 90s and mm-hmm. it still pretty much looked the way it did then and right then they filmed it but yeah they it's been through a lot of uh restorations and a lot yep. of things don't yeah, look like little, how it does a little bit of changing with the time so i'm excited yeah. to, to do that one as a vendor um you know i just kind of Popped my uh, convention cherry as a vendor uh, two weeks ago uh, in Allentown. Uh, I did the horror sideshow market, and uh, it was a you know it was a smaller show, it was an outdoor show, you know, due to the circumstances going on. But um, it was really good, and the feedback was cool. Like I'm super happy to be getting positive feedback from you know the horror community. But it's you know it's been mostly via email or Instagram or Facebook, you know, and and you know luckily some some press. Grateful for the press I've received. But, you know, not necessarily all a ton of face to face yet, you know, but, you know, that's why I always love the con circuit is just, you know, you really get to, you know, talk to people who are, you know, into it as much as you are. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to doing a b- bunch more of them. I'm doing uh, next weekend. I'm doing uh, Monster Mania in uh, uh, sort of by Phoenixville. Uh where, where uh, Blobfest is. So okay. very uh, nice. that coming up uh, as a vendor and yeah, it's just been a really good experience, but um, I guess to get back to your question, it kind of went off on a tirade, but <laughs> no um, you know, what inspired me to buy a bu- Buffalo Bill house? I do love going to filming locations. Um, you know, here in Jersey, there's a uh, camp Nobi Boscow, which mm-hmm. is, you know, in Blairstown. It's the uh, original, uh, you know, camp crystal Lake from Friday, you know, the first Friday film. 
And uh, I went there a couple of years ago and I just had a blast. Like it was great seeing all the locations. And at the end of the day, we got to uh, watch the movie on a giant inflatable pop-up, like <laughs> on the beach of the lake. It was bad nice, fucking man. ass. I got to tell you, you know, and just sitting there and enjoying it. And, and I love that stuff. And I think other horror fans do too. So, you know, when I found out this was for sale, um, I decided to, you know, I was like, you know, I couldn't let it go. It was just like, it was just like, this is like this freaking drill in my head. <laughs> you know, like this could be something really, really sick. And, uh, and I, I just went with it. Dude. And it's going to be, man. And, you know, as a vendor at these cons, man, um, uh, the experience, like you were just talking about, like the interaction, personal interaction with the fans, there's nothing like it. And you start to network, you start to grow like that. Um, and to touch on your point about the locations, yeah. That's something that, you know, Brian and I were talking about doing, going to some filming locations or whatnot and sure. uh, trying to get some, you know, footage and maybe put something together about these locations. I know there's a couple guys out there. I think, Brian, you, you mentioned one of them mm -hmm. that did something like this. Um, but I think we can we can really have a cool episode, man. Tag along with us, man. Oh, I'd love some to. These Listen, I'll, yeah, be I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll run my mouth all day about horror if you let me. <laughs> you know, I mean, like yeah, because you, know, you could be our tour guide for not only Buffalo Bill's house, but like uh, yeah. for the Blobless film, you know, the oh, Night yeah. of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. They, there's so many great stuff on the East Coast. And, you know, out in Long Island, there's the uh, the uh, the Amityville Horror House is, yeah. is out on Long Island in New York. And and that's a cool spot. I mean, it's, it's privately owned. They don't necessarily welcome anybody. But, you know, if you're into yeah. horror, you know, it's there and, you know, it's it's a cool spot to go and grab a photo in front. I mean, that's about, you know, the limitations of it, but you know, it's still, I mean, it still looks, you know, it's got the, the picturesque window windows, yeah. you know, in the attic and everything. I mean, it's the house. I mean, it, it looks pretty, pretty similar, which is, which is sweet. And, you know, um, like years back, probably like over a decade ago. And when I was out in California visiting some friends, I made sure I went to like, you know, the Myers house and, mm. uh, in Pasadena and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Nancy's house from uh, nightmare on Elm street, street is yeah, also yeah. kind of, in so, that. it's around there. It's yeah. around the same yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah. it's, yeah. From what I remember, it was, it was some time ago, but it really wasn't far a couple miles. You know, they, they were all filmed in the same general area, which was, which was, which was pretty cool to see. But I think filming locations are just a major, major fun thing to do. And like, you know, if you're, if you're guys like us, you know, who like, you know, like these movies are like a way of life, you know, then like getting to see the grounds where they were shot and, and whether they look the same or they look different. It's just a special thing to uh, to check out, you know. Oh, absolutely, man. And, you know, switching gears a little bit, you graduated right from uh, Maurice College. You had a communications degree. Maris. Uh, yeah, you got it. Yep. I, I said it right. Maris. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Yeah. No, you and, got it. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a specialty in TV and film production. Now you start as a PA. Yeah. And now you're an art director and prop stylist now. What does that entail? Like, what are some of your responsibilities? Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any hookups. You know, I was, you know, PA is a base stands for production assistant, you know, basically glorified gopher, you know, do this, do that, whatever comes up, you know, you help the producers and the production team out, you know, um, you know, did that for a couple of years, kind of get my feet wet. And, um, I started thinking about, you know, what do I want to do and where do I want to go in this business? You know, again, like my, my passion for film kind of led me to at least know I consider myself fortunate that, you know, going into school that, you know, like I wanted to focus on film and TV production. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was like, if I got to do something, then I want to be part of, you know, making, making things, you know, that end up on screen. So, um, you know, yeah. So an art director and a prop stylist basically works in a department called the art department and uh, the art department's responsibilities 
um, are to create the aesthetics of, uh, of the actual shoot. So whatever script you read, um, whatever's going on in the scene in that moment, whether it's a dinner scene or it's a murder scene or whatever. So like me and like a team of people that I work with are responsible for creating the actual visuals you know, example, like, um, you know, like I, I've done a bunch of like period piece stuff, stuff that takes okay. place in the seventies or eighties. Well, you know, obviously, you know, you can't have flat screen TVs and all that type of shit. You know, you need to go <laughs> find yourself an old box Zenith in a wooden box and, you know, rotary phones. And I also look for old cars and stuff like that. You know, you need an eighties, uh, cop car, you know, you need to fit the time period, you know, yeah, exactly. we're not supposed to have the internet back in the seventies. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, my job is to more or less read the script, uh, help make it aesthetically uh, uh, appropriate so it looks realistic on camera. And then uh, the other side of it is we do something called uh, maintain continuity. And all that means is basically um, when you shoot film and you shoot commercials, uh, everything is shot out of sequence. So, you know, we have to keep tabs on placement of items and all that and the physical props so that when the actors are using them, and the editor goes and cuts up all the footage, everything is appropriate, you know, so it doesn't look stupid yeah. when it's all said and done. So what was one of the toughest props that you had to create? Oh, that's a great question. Wow. That's a really good question. I've, I've done some, some, some strange ones. I worked on a team. I worked, uh, I know you guys are wrestling fans, right? Oh so, yeah. All right. So I actually got to do a gig for uh, WWE. Uh, about, nice. uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, I guess it was for WrestleMania. I want to say it was 33 or 34. Four. It was the one that had like the roller coaster amusement park. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was 30, 30 it. Yeah. I forget which one it was. It was one of those, I think. And um, we shot it in New York City. And uh, it was a, we had this prop roller coaster, you know, uh, cart almost basically. And uh, it was all like green screen footage. They wanted to get people screaming and people having fun and all this and that. And, um, there, you know, outside of frame, there was like six guys, you know, basically like with these giant steel 12 foot poles on either side, rocking this thing back and forth thing was <laughs> a beast. And, um, you know, we had to paint it, make it look good, put all the WWE WrestleMania logos on it with vinyl and stuff like that. It was a, it was a tough job, but it was rewarding. Cause you know, well, I'm, I'm a big wrestling fan too. So, and, uh, at the very end of it, probably, uh, the best part of the job was I ended up uh, having to deliver uh, that prop to the warehouse up in Connecticut for oh, storage. Nice. Oh and, man, that uh, storage facility over there. Oh yeah, man, it was crazy. Like you know, like I, I I wasn't supposed to be it. The guy was supposed to return it. Um, I don't know. Something came up. It fell in my lap. I ended up having to drive this truck up to Connecticut with this roller coaster prop because they wanted to keep it. And uh, the dude, you know, the guy who worked at, uh, you know, the warehouse or, or the, you know, the storage facility. I mean, it was crazy going in there. I mean, I got the full, I got like a full like 45 minute tour and they had oh, like wow. Undertaker's old tombstones and they had the original steel cage from WrestleMania one. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. They, they got everything that, in there. Everything. I mean, I mean, it's like, it's like four city blocks it's crazy they had that uh that cadillac that brock lesnar smashed up with an axe and, <laughs> and all that and uh the rocks uh drag drag race car from like 15 years ago just just crazy shit you know the king of the ring uh you know thrones and that's nice. that's all imagine having some of that in your house though uh, oh I mean, dude like i i was like i literally asked the guy i was like so if you just walk away real quick, you know, I, if i just like <laughs> something if i could just carry something out you know that would be awesome you know no one needs to know about it but uh, I did get to take some cool pictures, but uh, that was a, that was a fun experience. Nice. Was Vince McMahon 
walking around strutting. I wish, I wish. <laughs> it, was all, it was all dudes. They all wear their black collared, uh, you mm -hmm. know, WWE logo shirts. Pretty, pretty clean aesthetic. You know, uh, it's very organized. Um, it was just tons of stuff. You know, it was just like, I mean, it was, I mean, geez, I'm surprised Vince hasn't uh, said, you know, uh, you know, he, he's quite the, the marketing guru. I'm surprised he hasn't opened up the doors to the warehouse and just let. Well, I that. think that's the plan because there's that show on yeah, a the treasures, the yeah. most wanted treasures. I heard about that. Yeah. I, I saw like a, a five minute clip last week. It's actually um, really with good. The Undertaker. Yes. Yeah. It's like American Pickers, but for wrestling. So I think. Yeah what they the, the plan is and i hope this is the plan they want to open like an attraction you know i mean it makes be, perfect sense if they made like a legit hall of fame that would be cool you know absolutely i pay 50 bucks to go in there absolutely you know, all day long yep. all yeah. day long i would be yeah. i would be there you know i mean yeah. you know i've been i've been watching like horror i've been watching you know they kind of go hand in hand right yeah you know, yeah Yep. watching wrestling since i was shit you know i don't know first grade or something like that you know i mean i was i was all in by the mid 80s so Wait, attitude era guy oh yeah oh big time i mean like oh definitely i was i was big big time stone cold and oh, hell. and oh hell yeah oh yeah oh hell yeah <laughs> a, i can just yeah. picture you talking about vince walking in there. i can say come on chris put it down there damn yeah. it <laughs> a couple of a couple of steve weisers you know like oh, man. Going. you ever try his beer yeah, no. Oh, the broken skull. Broken I haven't skull? yet. None of none of the, no one by me carries it. I haven't actually been able to find it. Dude, order online uh, inside the cellar. I think okay. you can get it online. Real good beer, I, man. I'm, I'm not gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get one. I'm gonna have to get a six or shift here. I haven't uh, haven't been fortunate enough. All my local joints they don't uh, they don't carry it. I have asked. Well, we'll see <laughs> if we can ship it ship it over to you for just jumping on the podcast. We'll work, get you get your Steve Wiser. We'll have to do one of these jobs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. oh yeah, for sure. We get it to you. You have to do it. Get, shout out three sixty five. We're just we're just talking now, but I, I I'm not the shy type, so that, that won't be a problem. <laughs> so I read that you got killed on an on screen scene in an indie horror film. What was that like? And can you explain like the movie? Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, that was um, so when I segued into doing art department, you know, I always maintained roots in the in the horror field, you know, horror genre specifically. And um, I met a guy who was uh, uh, producing uh, a horror film and it was basically about uh, like a zombie prostitute. And uh, it was pretty cool. This was back in, I would say 2007, 2008 or so. Um, I was working already uh, in the industry and um, I, I hadn't, I, I did not do art department on that movie. I was like the, uh, 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 second unit, uh, what do you, uh, like, uh, AD, you know, mm -hmm. like just keeping things running more on the production side, but I hopped in here and there helped out, you know, in, you know, with indie film, you know, everyone wears a lot of hats, you do what you got to do. And, you know, I casually dropped, uh, or, or the, uh, the, the director casually dropped me that they had someone kind of fall out last minute. And it was a small role, you know, it wasn't a, a big giant thing. But, um, yeah, so they had this hotel scene where, you know, there's a John or whatever. And, uh, you know, he gets, you know, he's paying this lady for her services and, you know, he gets, you know, chomped down on. So, you know, yeah, I got, uh, I got cannibalized by, uh, by a zombie, um, 
prostitute. A, a zombie prostitute. Yeah. Now the question is, did you ever, if you caught any diseases from this prostitute, I mean, <laughs> do you turn into a zombie? I mean, what, I, well, you know, shit. I mean, like, you know, I, I guess that's worth, you know, that, that only be worst case scenario behind, you know, getting some, you know, some, some strange things going on down on your pecker, you know? So yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, I'd almost rather, rather, rather turn into a zombie, you know? So now, but now the question is, if you get her pregnant, is the baby alive or dead? Oh, so that's some like Dawn of the Dead remake stuff, yeah, you, know, right there, you know, so you got that going on. And then the following year, I worked with the same team of, of filmmakers and um, they wrote me. It was about a mental patient. Uh, it was called Pink Eye and um, it was a mental patient, escaped mental patient, um, you know, going on a murder spree. And I played a hospital orderly uh, who was trying to, uh, you know, get a little little sweet love in uh, after hours <laughs> with one of the other hospital orderlies. And uh, the killer comes up from behind me and uh, sticks an IV stand through my uh, my chest, my chest, and then uh, breaks my neck. So, unfortunately, uh, oh, nice. I didn't get any actual loving. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least you were hydrated. I was, I was, I was, I was right on the, I was right on the cusp of getting some loving, and then you know he had to go. Well, and ruin, I think that my, zombie prostitute, that zombie prostitute movie typecast you. You know, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. That one was called. Um, it was originally called Eat Your Heart Out, and when it was bought by uh, Lionsgate for distribution, they renamed it uh, Skinned Alive. So okay. you'd be able to uh, search it as Skinned Alive. Uh, All right, def definitely name. will. I would definitely uh, check it out and give it a watch. Now, what was the name of the other movie where you're the orderly? Uh, that was called Pink Eye, and Pink I Eye. believe okay. uh, that was also picked up by uh, for DVD distribution from... Nice uh Lionsgate if I remember if I remember it's been it's been a minute like back in the day when Netflix was still doing DVDs before mm -hmm. all streaming went crazy um they were both on you know the DVD order platform of Netflix of course this is years ago I doubt yeah. anyone I don't even know if Netflix still even offers DVDs probably not but um that was like you know five six years ago like just as streaming started to take off but they did have it on dvd i, I don't know i've never i've never actually tried to see if it's on streaming anywhere you, well, you i'm gonna i want to check it out <laughs> that's on my list this weekend i, I got hard copies i'll let i i could burn i could i could burn you a copy sounds good all right so do cool. you re do you recall cool. when you first read or saw silence of the lambs well i could tell you i did not see that one theatrically Definitely. That was a, that was a home watch. And I, I would say it was probably a year or two after it came out, give or take. Um, I would say it was probably around 92, 93. Um, thought it was, you know, going into it, you know, just by the cover and what I read on the back, you know, in a, you know, in like a rental store or whatever, West Coast Video or, you know, yeah, West Coast other, Video, you know, chain rental stores, West Coast Video, man. I was many, yeah. a, many a Friday night Dude, spent this ain't 200 shit. horror movies every week to see which <laughs> one I hadn't seen, you know? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, this cover looks good. I'll pick this one out tonight, you know? And, um, you know, I guess going into it, probably thought it was definitely much more, you know, like, I guess what I would consider traditional horror, you know, not necessarily psychological horror at that age, I hadn't really been exposed to a, a terrible amount of, you know, psychological based horror and stuff that was a little bit more serious in tone, you know? So when I watched it, you know, and, you know, meeting all the characters and it's so intense and, you know, of course, Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal and, you know, Ted Levine is Buffalo Bill. I mean, there are just so many, there, I just remember thinking there were so many layers to it and, you know, I don't know that I totally grasp it at the age I was at, like in its entirety, but it definitely left an impactful mark. And it was like, wow, like this, this is something special here. You know, I mean, 
I know for a fact that, you know, like that scene when Hannibal is, uh, you know, when he's uh, in the cage, you know, and he's, he, and, you know, he escapes and he goes up into the, the elevator shaft with the, you know, and he's, and the SWAT thinks he's, you know, he's coming down or whatever. And he, you know, he's, and he's got the face of the cop, you know, like in the uh, uh, ambulance. I remember it was like, oh my God, that's so <laughs> fucked up, but it's so awesome, you know? And, uh, and then Ted Levine was just like unfricking believable, you know? I mean, I had never seen a character like that. Like it was just so disturbing. I mean, he's like dissolving people in bathtubs and shit in his house, you know? And, <laughs> It definitely left a mark, you know, and it definitely became one of my favorites, repeated viewings. I couldn't tell you how many times I've watched it over the years and, you know, definitely went right up there with my, you know, top tier list of favorites. For So sure. you're a fan of the, the series, movies and stuff like that, not just like Buffalo Bill, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, like, I really wish that like, you know, I mean, I heard I never saw Hannibal, uh, the TV show. I, uh, I had friends who were all about it. I was like deep into work and like I'm one of those people that pre-streaming of course like if i'm not just going to jump into a show so one of these days i'm going to actually watch the hannibal show i have seen a few episodes of clarice it's real cool um you know touching upon that you know like i watched the premiere uh which was the night after the super bowl uh, a couple months back and like first five minutes boom like there's 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 buffalo bill and i think it's a great way to kind of carry on the legacy and reintroduce it to the next generation because i think that's what a lot of horror is about you know like it's these legacies that get passed down and there's so many stories that can continuously be told, you know, and it's a nice period piece, you know, it picks up pretty much right after, you know, the end of the uh, end of silence. And uh, it's pretty sweet, you know, the red dragon is also awesome. You know, I mean, it, it's just a, 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 an awesome franchise. You know, I've, I've been a big fan of it for a long time. Now you mentioned red dragon. I mean, you're probably talking about the remake or you're talking about the original. Oh, yeah, like the one with, like, Ed Norton and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because the original um, was called Manhunter. That was good and actually had um, Brian Cox as yes. uh, Hannibal Lecter. One one little scene. Yes. You know? I, it's been a hot minute since I've seen it. Pro yeah. I'll be honest, I'm probably dating myself, but it's probably been close to 20 years since I've seen it. So I'm yeah. probably due for, for a refresh. Yeah, Hannibal's sure. definitely a watch. Mads Mikkelsen did a great job as Hannibal Lecter. Like, they... Mm -hmm they couldn't they picked it like the perfect person of this generation to you know fill the shoes of anthony hopkins i wasn't I too much of fan of um hannibal rising though yeah hannibal rising it, it you know it had some moments um you know I, I don't know that i'd run out and watch it repeatedly maybe the way i do the others mm -hmm. you know um you know i mean I'm a completist, so you know I have it in my collection. You know I yeah. like to. I can't have that gap in the DVD shelf. Yeah, and it has yeah. to be yeah, exactly. You no guys understand, band, right? You, you know you it. can't yeah. have that the, the 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 one missing one, even though you don't pull it out too often. So I'm a completist <laughs> in that regard. I'm a collector like you guys. So, um, you know, but yeah, you know, I mean, it had a a couple moments, but you know, I wouldn't say I pull that one off the shelf too too often. So so tell us how you uh, came to own the iconic house from uh silence of the lambs well you know once i read this article you know um i read this article and it said that the house was for sale and you know the idea like it sounds like cheesy as hell but it, i just thinking about all the things i like to do as a fan and all the things that i've done in the horror genre both as a fan and then like professionally you know, I was like, this is an amazing opportunity. And, you know, do I necessarily have a hospitality background? No. But what I do have 
is, you know, the passion to bring something really unique to like-minded people who, you know, we all share this, this love of the genre. And I think it's a really like, you know, it's a really different type of experience, you know, and the way it happened was, you know, read the article and, you know, and I thought about it for like an hour or two. And the next day I was on the horn with the realtor that I, I saw the listing with. And, you know, I had to do a little paperwork. They were doing heavy screenings. I will say that because they wanted to, you know, prevent, you know, maybe just people who wanted, who were spinning their wheels to get the mm -hmm. free tour of the house or whatever. So they did have to do a little paperwork to, you know, so they knew I was legit or whatever. But um, I was in the car three days later, um, driving out to Periopolis and um, met the realtor. Uh, her name was Jade. She was super pleasant and walked me through the house. And, you know, I rolled up on the house and like, no lie, it was just like, it, 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 it's, it's like a time warp, you know? I mean, it really feels like it did in the movie, you know? Um, I mean, you know, there's little nuanced differences. Shrubbery yeah, is a little different and stuff. And, you know, uh, you know, at the homeowner's request, you know, they put the wallpaper back up in the kitchen. It originally was green for the movie. And mm -hmm. of course, Buffalo Bill keeps it like an absolute shithole because, you know, he's a <laughs> psychopath who, you know, sociopath who, you know, skins, skins people and wears their skin suits, you know, so um, wasn't kept in the greatest visual condition, but the home was in great shape. And, you know, the door, like being at the front door, walking through that front door. Oh, that man, how that feel like? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you know, that that iconic interaction between, you know, Jodie Foster playing Clarice, Ted Levine playing Buffalo Bill. I mean, like, it's like uh, it, freaking amazing. Like, you know, it was just like and you walk into the foyer, you know, and, you know, it's like where he lures her in and you know, and then there's like the, that straight shot. It's that same shot from the movie, you know, like you could you walk into the foyer and you could see the other end of the house. All the doors oh, line sure. up front door foyer to dining room, dining room to kitchen. And, you know, it's just like him lowering her in the dining room is exactly the same, same everything. You know, the curio cabinet that's built into the house where he's pulling business cards out. So so you don't have to do that many uh, that much uh, renovations. Well, I mean, I'm like... in the midst of some renovations right now. Um, some other stuff I wanted to touch up, you know, and get put my own little flair on it. You know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, um, it was a comfortable place for people to stay to. You know, I'm in the midst of furnishing it right now. You know, we're not officially open, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm banging it out as quick as I can. It's a small operation. I tell everyone that, you know, you know, God's honest truth, you know, it's a small you know, family run business, you know, there's no big corporate machine behind <laughs> yeah. it. So, you know, it's like passionate people, you know, in small numbers trying to get this, this place off the ground. So we're, 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 work, we're working super hard to uh, make that happen. So the fans can start to enjoy it. So, yes. Do you turn the lights out and turn on your uh, night vision goggles? <laughs> there, there is a plan, my man, there is a plan. I'm going to put, uh, plan. Gonna oh. definitely putting some night vision goggles in the basement um for sure for the experience i don't know if you guys had heard previously but i have some big plans for the basement and that that entails um uh there's a coal cellar in the basement because that's how the home used to be heated home's 111 years old it was built in 1910 so back in the day pre pre you know uh modern plumbing and pre-modern heating and all that the uh, they heated the, yeah they would just shovel coal into the, mm. into the furnace so there's this old school coal room and I'm going to have a well fabricated in that room for photo ops so people can, you know, get their get their Buffalo Bill on and have a sweet time, you know. So, so how, how deep are you going to make it? Just like five foot, six foot? Well, on the excavation side, I'm due to structural integrity issues, I'm not physically excavating. It's more in the tradition of what 
I do, which is a prop. Okay. So it's going to be like a fiberglass slash resin representation gotcha. where that will be built up a little okay. a little bit further so people can simulate, you know, getting into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get a sweet photo op, but, you know, yeah, getting involved into the uh, structural integrity of the home. Uh, nice. You know, uh, not necessarily a, 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 a good idea. But on the other side of the house, I'm going to do a Buffalo Bill's workshop of horrors with his sewing station, all the mannequins. You got the disco ball, oh, just nice. like the, basically, basically your background. Um, yeah. You know, you know, the disco ball, you know, nipple, nipple <laughs> well, ring on a mannequin. If, Good times. If, you, if you need someone to recreate that dancing, Jimmy, I don't oh. know. If, I don't know if you've seen his video of the dance from um, Mark Patton in A Nightmare on Elm Street when he's cleaning. Oh, and the you got, there's a video out there. Of you doing? The oh Mark yeah. Patton. Oh yeah. Oh, doing the Mark so, Patton. Touch me, baby. Oh I got, I got the, yeah, so, so you got your Buffalo I Bill dance. Right? I actually we're, we're, did we're gonna a show Mark himself. Round of applause because that that needs. I gotta see that. I gotta <laughs> I'm see gonna that. Sh- after we sign off. I'm gonna find it somewhere on here because it's out there. It's all uh, over somewhere. Uh, I it's like COVID see, on the uh, internet. <laughs> I gotta I gotta see that shit. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big Freddy fan here. Is my life size six foot Freddy over there? Oh, nice. Oh Freddy. shit, jeez, look at that. Full size. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, we actually um, just spoke with uh, Ken Sagos. Yeah, we had an interview with uh, Ken Sagos. Oh, yeah. He's a nice dude. I met him a long time ago uh, once in uh, Chiller Theater in New Jersey. He's so nice. Such a pleasant dude. Very nice guy. And he sounds, oh, man, it's like nothing changed. Man, you know, sometimes like you you meet people that were in the movies, they don't sound exactly like it was in the movie. Ken, it's like spot on, man. He was doing some (laughs) impersonations for us. We're going to drop it Wednesday, but cool guy. Oh, rad. We met Mark too. Mark Patton at the pop up. It was a it was a horror con mm-hmm. of Atlantic oh, nice. City. So we had I showed him the video. He was dying. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm actually I'm pumped because uh one of the I'm doing a, a local one in Jersey, um uh I think June 13th, and uh Mark Patton's one of the guests, so I'm definitely going over oh. to the table to say hello. You know, we're telling you actually met when Mark, you see so. him, right? Say, listen, I seen something. Tell him I seen someone on the internet. This guy Jimmy, man, he did a great dance of you. Yeah, he's gonna laugh. I'm he's gonna enough. drop it. I'm gonna hit you up soon. soon as we have that <laughs> exactly. It'll 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 be good. I'm looking forward to it. He's been on my list of guys to meet for some time. And very uh, very nice guy. Yeah, very nice yeah, guy. Yeah. Very so cool. speaking of the basement, now the the that those scenes weren't filmed in the house. That was a soundstage, correct? That is that is 100 correct. So 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 structurally, when you watch the movie, um, after they get through, you know, they shot extensively exterior wise, the foyer, the dining room, the kitchen. Um, as well as uh, that bus across the street in the establishing shot of the pan, that still sits there. That's my neighbor's. Nice. And he gave me a personal tour of it about three weeks ago. He uses, he's an avid fisherman, and he uses it to uh, store all his fishing gear. But he let me go inside and shoot some footage for uh, social and stuff like that. So that's still there. But um, when the basement, you'll see uh, Buffalo Bill and, uh, and uh, Clarice go down, you know, hot pursuit, guns drawn. <laughs> they go down the stairwell, and she rounds the corner, and and goes about i don't know six seven eight feet or so and at that point there's the cut at that cut the rest of what you see is 100 percent sound stage yes so due to the like with filming it's like it's all about position of cameras so that's why we do you know fake walls and stuff like that you can't have four walls because you can't always get a camera where you need it to be to get your shot so you know in in real homes when homes are chosen for movies it's a very trying process because they have to know that there is the space required to without, you know, um, you know, 
doing major demolition to get the shots they need. Of course, with something like the well and things like that, it just wasn't possible. There was no way to shoot that any other way than, you know, on a stage and it was all fake walls and things like that. So, but I'm going to do my best to recreate it so the uh, fans can, you know, appropriately rub their lotion and uh, and, and, get, and, and get their tuck on, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. I'm going to have, you know, goodbye horses queued up, you know, you get your tuck on, you know, you put your shit back, you know, you, you know, you rub your nipples, whatever you got to do. You're going to have a good time at Buffalo Bill's house. Oh, that sounds like a blast. Glass, man, I'm coming. <laughs> no pause. That, that nice little glass of Chianti, Hannibal style, and mm-hmm. you're good to go. You know. <laughs> well, dude, I want to switch gears a little bit over yeah. here. I have a segment on the show. I don't know if you watched it. It's called the Two Minute Drill. All right. And I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of random questions. You just give me the best answer, or you know, your answer. All right. Fair enough. Bang them out. I'll give you. All right. You ready to rock, Brian? Rock. Yep. Three, two, one, go. Favorite horror icon. Michael Myers. Favorite slasher? Jason Voorhees. Mm. Weapon of choice? Machete. To remake or not to remake? Not to remake. You're in a dark alley in New York City. Who do you want to have your back? David from the Lost Boys. Oh, (laughs) that's different. Freddy versus Jason. Who wins? Really, I thought it was going to be Freddy. I still, I'll still go Freddy. Oh, oh, Brian. No, I know, Salchers. I, I think the connection's going a little bit. Oh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no. I'm gonna egg you on a little bit. 80s or 90s horror? 80s all day long. Hell yeah. Favorite psychological horror movie? Silence of the Lambs. Exactly. Favorite horror movie quote? Favorite horror movie quote. Oh, shit, that's a good one. I guess I'd have to be. I guess I'd have to say, uh, uh, "Your pain will be legendary." Pinhead. Mm. <laughs> best horror voice. Oh, best horror voice. Oh, shit, best horror voice. I'll go Freddy. Finish the line. I hear you're looking for the blank. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Candyman, bitch. Favorite zombie flick. Dawn of the Dead. Universal monster of choice. Bella Lugosi is Dracula. Wes Craven or John Carpenter? Oh, that's brutal. Uh, John Carpenter. Favorite Halloween? The original, closely followed by part four. Mm. Mm. Favorite Friday the 13th? Uh, seven, New Blood, followed by six, uh, uh, Jason Lives. All the way around, come on. Favorite Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> uh, Dream Warriors, followed by uh, the original. Best horror movie score or theme? End time. Oh, they yeah. live. Oh, very That's nice. That's good. Yeah, nice, yeah, nice. nice. Got a couple other ones I'm going to ask you over here, and I'm going to sure. get to something that you said in one of these questions. Um, if you could make any horror movie come to life, what would it be? Which would it be? Any horror movie come to life? Oh, yeah. wow. That's a that's a fucking good question. Well, shit. I, I, I guess uh, I guess we're kind of living they live right now. I kind of mm. feel yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. You know, I mean, shit, John Carpenter was onto something in 1988. Yeah. I got to tell yeah. you, you know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> where's that's, where's, where's Roddy Piper when we need I don't know what the fuck is. So. Roddy, where are you? <laughs> I know, seriously. We need, we need a Piper's pit with Carpenter's stat, you know? Yes. That's it. <laughs> Hell yeah, come on. I can't do a good Piper's voice. I, I, probably later on. All, all fair. Most maniacal laugh award. Jack Nicholson. Mm. Oh, that, that's a good one. What about a uh, horror movie crush? Horror movie crush. Oh, that's a good one. Um, 
Jamie Gertz and the Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Barf. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I want to go back to something you said. Halloween. You said a Halloween original, right? Followed yeah. by four. Big time. I'll fight anybody about no, it. I'm no, no, dude. Listen. Four fan. Thank you. Finally, I met somebody that's a fucking four fan. I had to say it. Because well, what, talk- what are you talking about, I'm- Jimmy? You just told me last week Resurrection's your favorite. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Resurrection, listen, believe me, Resurrection. Ford gets a lot of hate. Yeah. Got some Myers action behind me. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, listen, I understand, like, I had this conversation, this argument, I should say, with other people, other horror fans, like, oh, Ford, get out of here. Like, Mike Myers. No, no, no. Bullshit. No, no. Dude, listen, he may have been, like, stiff in the movie a little bit. Okay. Whatever. But, I like the whole plot, the whole story, how they try to bring it together again, man. And I, I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed it. People I, just, I, I, I'm with it. you, Jimmy. Four all day, four all night. Um, four was actually, truthfully, the first Halloween I saw in the theater as a kid, you know, when it came out. And um, it, I, behind the original, I'll maintain all day long that, one, people always piss on the mask. They piss on the fact that, like you said, he's maybe a little bit more rigid, you know, uh, you know, he's kind of hulking as opposed to, you know, a little more coy like he is in the original or whatever. But one awesome kills, you know, I mean, yeah. breaking that breaking that dude's neck, you know, uh, you know, oh, popping yeah, yeah. his neck on the staircase, <laughs> yeah. you know, shotgun through Kathleen Kinmont's, you know, mm-hmm. titties, you know, like <laughs> monster on the wall. You know, I mean, like there's a, throwing Bucky, the the fucking electrician into the oh, it's like, electrocuting him, yeah, electrocuting him to death. I mean, there's just mad good kills in it. Um, you know, what I, you know, what I think is is forgotten about Halloween for is the overall ambiance. Like, I love the, the way beginning. it opens up. Oh, like, thank you. It, yeah. It sets a certain tone. It doesn't go right for the throat right away. You know, it builds up a real dark, disturbing, you know, cold you know, fall ambiance. And I think it maintains that. And I think that's a character in of itself that's often overlooked about Halloween for it just maintains this presence on screen since, you know, that's what I do for a living and shit. You know, I look at that stuff, you know, and that movie I think executes that extremely well. Oh, hell yeah, man. That, that opening, uh, the shot, it screams Halloween. Screams. Okay. And then right after that, just even in, uh, you're in the ward or was the hospital or the morgue? Uh, yeah, like the yeah, facility, the morgue, right? uh, yeah, he's dead, but just that whole the whole feel of it. I love you know? it. I mean, and I love, and then I the love. guy, I forgot his name, but the guy that was taking the, the doctors or whatnot to, to Michael, just everything oh, yeah. he was saying to the whole mood. I love that. And people just I mean, I don't know. They they shit on the movie, but four know, is one I, of those I can watch over and over, man. Well, you you and me, me, you and me will have some uh some broken skull IPAs and, and talk the intricacies. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Halloween That's it. four, because I, 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 I'll, I'll, like I said, Halloween four all day for me. I mean, I, it's not even. It, there's, there's nothing else in the franchise that even comes close in terms of favorites. You know, I mean, of course, oh. the originals at the top. But. 2018 is actually, it's not bad. 2018 was. Oh bad yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. I mean, I definitely thought it was a step in the right direction. It hit a lot of good notes. Uh, I'm, I've been waiting a whole like everybody else waiting a whole year. You know, they they denied Jesus, the release because of COVID. You know, so we're all waiting for October for uh, Halloween Kills. You know, I'll, I'm patiently waiting. You know, I got my I'm a big Myers fan. I got my my uh, so like blown out here. I got my Jack O' Lantern. Like, oh nice. Oh shit! Look oh, at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, whoever did my, that works pretty good. My original jack o' lantern on there, so you know, I mean, you know, I think that, I think that with 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 Halloween, you know, like the alternate timeline thing in horror. How do you feel? Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about alternate timelines in horror franchises? Uh, um, I'm not really a fan of it. You know, yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. I like the, like the 2018, how they, you know, basically we ignore everything from two to right. Every, everything on resurrection. Right. I, I like that Jamie Lloyd story. So I love the Jamie Lloyd yeah. story. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, the only part I don't like is where he impregnates her, you know, but, right. uh, you know, uh, yeah, that was the yeah six six was I'm six a producers was, cut guy. I, I'm I like cut. I like six. I like six. I like the, I like both the producers and theatrical. You know, if the if the Marvel and DC can have like different universes, why not for a horror universe? That's true too. It's a, you know that if it's done like you know people say oh what's that a sequel now you know you look at Halloween look at the franchise it is all over the map. Right. You know, three didn't even fit anything because it was something totally separate. But yep. you know, as a standalone movie, it was really really well done. So. You know, I look oh, at one and two. Movie. Yeah, cool. three was great. And then one and two together, I you have to watch it like a lot of times it's a double feature, like back to back. So that, that I enjoyed. And then four, four was really good. I think five, five was shaky with me. But um, yeah, five, five is weird. definitely a little bit low point. I wanted to like it more. It follows the story that I love. Yeah, you know, but, but it's just they, it could have done something better with that. Yeah, like, they, the, the the actress who plays Tina, she gets a lot of like hate. They hate her character, you know. Which I've, she heard, I, I've come across some of that. I have heard that. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like I said, overall, like I look at most of the Halloween movies that they're not bad. You know, they're not bad. Yeah, you got a resurrection poster hanging up, don't uh, you? You and this resurrection, man. There's no way I will resurrect anything about resurrection. Okay, I don't even resurrect it out of the goddamn shelf. It doesn't come out. It's there. It's it, barely. It's, that's it. This does it. Forget about it. It's, Kung, Kung, Kung Fu Buster Rhymes takes out Michael Myers. <laughs> Kung Fu <laughs> was like, you know, Jesus, serious, that that, that was the worst out of the whole. You know, yeah. And everybody can agree on that, I believe. It was a, it was a tough it was a tough run. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I saw it, you know, it's in my collection. But yeah, I'm going to watch it just for the hell of it, Brian. I'm going to show danger. you. Danger. was a danger attainment. Danger attainment. That's right. Yeah. We're going to see. We're going to link up soon, man. I know you had a lot of horror cons. Uh, you oh, said yeah. when was the next one you got coming up? Uh, said June next 13th? weekend uh, in, oh, uh, in PA. Um, not too far of a ride. Uh, it's called Monster Mania. Um, you know, mm -hmm. they usually do it in Cherry Hill, but this is an outdoor event. Um, they're calling it the uh, Little Shop of Horrors from Monster Mania. Um, nice. I'm there on the 22nd and 23rd um, doing Living Dead Weekend at the Dawn of the Dead Mall in PA on uh, July 2nd through 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And then I got the PA Horror Con in August uh, in Allentown. When is the PA Horror Con? Uh, that's August 21st and 22nd or so dude if you want to come out august 13th uh oh yeah I'm, we we already talked about it oh oh, oh yeah that's right that's right yeah august <laughs> 13th, jesus yeah blairstown is with cj graham yes yes i was i was waiting for you to bring it up i'm super fucking pumped i think you guys have the most badass event going thank, thank uh, you for man. that i think that's going to be absolutely stellar i'm super pumped for it i mean cj graham i've met him before he is a great dude really takes his time with everybody just a, a real stand-up guy and, uh, you know, the thought of uh, seeing, you know, seeing Jason Six, uh, you know, with CJ present with a nice little Q&A and costume photo ops. You guys are you guys are you guys are hitting it out of the park with that. And no better place to do it than Blairstown. So thanks, yeah, bro. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, it's great networking. You know, it's cool to network with another 
horror community, I guess you could say. Absolutely. And, you know, bring your lotion down, sell it to us. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm going uh, to bring my lotion. We could have some broken skulls behind the scenes. There you go. You know, yeah. you know do a couple of squirt squirt, you know, we'll up some <laughs> Lazarus, you know. Get make, sure you got a, make sure you got a bottle for CJ. Oh, definitely. Man. I'll get, be like, look at this motherfucker passing me a bottle of weird lotion. You know, it's the, you know, it's the, it's the lotion, CJ. You know, now when you set up your, your booth at the events, do you have like a little stuffed dog with you? I actually I do. He's in my, he's in, he's in, he's right over here. I got my precious. She's, nice. She's right, right over there. Hey, you, speaking of precious, you want to hear some shit. I mean, if you guys are buff, so you might know this. I only found about found out about this recently. The dog who plays Precious, okay, mm -hmm. I was like mind blown when I heard this. The dog who plays Precious is the same dog who is also the dog from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, The Burbs, and Batman Returns. No, oh, The wow. Burbs? <laughs> yeah. No. I did it's not know that. the same dog. It's a girl dog, and her real name is Darla, okay? Um, and she was like the freaking Hollywood poodle of all time. So yeah, she's. I, uh, I remember. I remember. Who steals Pee Wee's bike? Uh, the big guy. Okay. Uh, I forget the character's name. Okay. Uh, 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 oh gosh, what was his name? We were just talking oh, about. Dude, we were just talking. Yeah, oh, the, the dude who steals the bike. And that that poodle oh. is his dog. Okay. And then it's, uh, Tom Hanks's dog in the Burbs. And then or... he's like one of the penguins. Um, yes. Uh, Crony's dog, like the that's correct, the Victorian the lady or something. Like, you know, yeah, right hand man. That's, that's, Hench, that's too funny. Dogs. I wonder so, if that dog has that... a star in a Walk of Fame. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, does. dude, for but, real. All those movies, come on. Nice. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Precious to uh, Blairstown on August 13th. I'm gonna have lotions for you guys. I'm I'm uh, first of all, I'm honored. I, let me just first say, I mean, I've said thanks, but I, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be invited. I think you guys have a real hit on your hands here. I'm sure the turnout's going to be unfucking believable. Uh, CJ Graham, Jason Six, Q and A in costume photo ops. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a to the nines event. So you know, one Jason fan to another. You guys are doing it right, and I, I really appreciate the uh, the Thank offer you, to be a part of it. That means a lot yeah, for sure. Because when I was thinking of vendors, you know, I, I instantly thought of you and then I looked to see where you're at. I'm like, well, man, it's like five hours away. I don't know if he would, you know, want to make that trip. And then like literally that day or next day, you said, Hey, you're looking for vendors. And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I caught wind of it and I was like, Oh damn, that's a good, that's that, that I need to talk to these dudes, man. They, they, they got something cool going on. And yeah, for sure. I, I would like to check it out and I will definitely be, uh, be getting the word out on, uh, on all the Buffalo Bills house, you know, Instagram and Facebook, you know, get a little bit closer. We're going to start blasting that out and uh, making sure everybody knows about it, you know? So I think, I think it's going to be a fantastic event. I'm super pumped for it. And we got another event mm -hmm. coming, coming up in the fall too. Um, okay, in, well, in Atlantic what, City. It's, it's Atlantic City, October 30th. Yeah. We got a Halloween, Halloween party. party. Oh, okay. Oh, Showboat. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't announce it yet, but it's It's going to be announced probably uh july i'm gonna be probably selling some things for it at the um oh, right. at, the, at the 13th or something like that but you know what man what we're planning on doing i don't want to spoil it uh over here but i i want to tell you that um these this kind of experience you know I, i've done it with wrestlers before because I, I had like quite a few wrestling watch parties at buffalo wild wings i had a contract with them still do uh, okay. we're gonna be returning those uh, again at SummerSlam this year so oh, i would have really? sometimes like yeah man in new york uh, we were doing a lot of them so um you know we have awful. wrestlers come through and it's like this experience that you know we provide the fans with 
you're not just getting an autograph and in, in, in a pic, you know, picture, or whatever like that. And, and right. that's it. You're spending time. You're hanging out with the wrestlers. Um, and I want to do the same thing for horror fans uh, and with characters from these movies like CJ's the first one we're doing and the same kind of format I want to do with other people and other franchises, dinner movie, you know, um, Q and a session, something like that, but really give the fans uh, what they like want. a real one-on-one kind of yeah, personal yeah, experience. Yes. A personal experience and not trying to beat them in the head. Cause there's a lot of people I've noticed out here and not only in horror community, but other communities wrestling and stuff like that. They charge like ridiculous amounts of money. Right. Just, and because they know the fans are going to pay for that. But right. that's why I'm like, I'm trying to keep it like affordable for that Absolutely. kind of experience with that person. And I think that you know, the prices we got on this is pretty, pretty damn affordable for this. For very, very, awesome. very reasonable. I've told some of my buddies about it, you know, in passing, you know, just casually chatting other horror buddies. And I, I got a couple buddies interested in myself. So, you know, the, I think your price points are super reasonable. I think your your concept of bringing something, you know, a more interactive experience as opposed to, you know, the quick photo and, you know, autographs. It's like the quick hit. Yeah, everybody yeah, wants to know. Mean, those are just... cool. It's 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 cool. You know, I mean, we all been to plenty of cons, you know, yeah. and, and that's I'm not trying to, yeah, definitely not shitting on the cons. I, lo- I love the cons and stuff. Oh, yeah. It gives you that, there's a whole slew of different people. No, it's just, it's but, a it's a good format. And, you know, you know that that's going to leave lasting memories for a lot of people, you know, and you guys are, are basically helping to provide that. So, you know, hats off to you for creating a really unique concept i mean i'm i'm super pumped for it i've been looking forward to that for for a while now and uh i'm, I'm honored to, to have the invite so thank you very much oh dude thank you for coming man and thank you for uh for those kind words honestly and you've been yeah. to a lot of cons yourself so um was there anything that sticks out in your mind any crazy or cool experiences at these cons i i, I saw oh man it wasn't necessarily a con, but one of the coolest things I saw is I feel like it's because I know he plays the cons. I'm a big Lost Boys guy, always have been. And uh, I, I definitely have a small infatuation with Tim Capello, sexy sax man, you know, from the, from the <laughs> I still sequence. believe. A little, I still believe action. And uh, a couple of years back, um, there was this uh, gothic nightclub um, in Jersey that was doing a uh, 30th anniversary. I guess, so I guess it was, yeah, it would have been 2017. So because the movie came yeah. out in 87. So 30th anniversary party of the Lost Boys. And they had... Um, they had uh, Billy Worth, who is uh, Dwayne, the uh, the dark haired vampire mm-hmm. in uh, the clan, and um, Jason Newlander, uh, the frog brother. And it was a full concert by Tim Capello. Oh, nice. And um, and uh, G. Tom Mack, who does oh, uh, wow. My Little Sister. Yeah. It was like a whole Lost Boys, you know, experience or whatever. And um, oh, my God, it was just so badass. And like you said, it was just kind of like, like, he, like, Tim Capello, to his credit, that man, that's a guy who takes it, doesn't give rats fucks about nothing. He <laughs> does it all the way. You know, he's got the cod piece, chain mail, purple <laughs> spandex, you know, gallon of, you know, like baby oil all, all, all lubed up, you know, and he comes out there and he's sexy saxing it up for everybody. Um, it was just a great experience. You know, I mean, like it was just a ton of fun and, uh, you know, as, as a big Lost Boys fan, I really enjoyed it. He's the nicest guy. I got to say hello to him after the show. And, uh, he, you know, guy genuinely appreciates, you know, you know, his uh, his 60 seconds in that in that movie. But uh, everyone <laughs> was real cool. Billy Worth was cool. Jason Newlander was super cool. Um, you know, it was just uh, it was awesome. You know? How did uh, G. Tom Max sound? Good. He sounds good. I mean, he's got a, like a Gary Newman look to him. You know, I, I didn't oh, know really? what he looked like. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, but it kind of looks like Gary Newman. You know, that's I mean? so funny. Yeah, you know, and uh, he he wears his like uh, his his uh, black uh, Ray Bans, uh, you know, in concert, and you know, very very kind of uh, you know like uh, nice nice black jacket. You know, he's got mm-hmm. he's got his aesthetic. He's got his look for sure. And uh, very interactive. It was it was awesome. I mean, it was a fun show to like, you know, to it was like horror inspired, you know, but it was at this, you know, nightclub, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, with the cons, I mean, I've, I've always had good experiences. Like for me, the big ones that I go to the most uh, chiller theater and yes. uh, monster mania. Um, I went to Horror Hound in uh, Cincinnati a couple of years back. Um, actually, for a short film I worked on as the uh, as the production designer, which is you know correlates to being an mm-hmm. art director. And uh, Tom Atkins was in it. He was the star oh, sure. of uh, the short I did. Um, uh, it was about it was called Polybius, and it was about uh, the uh, urban legend of the video game that uh, causes you to go crazy and commit suicide. Hmm. and uh it takes place in like 1981 so it was like a period piece film tom came out he introduced the film that guy is a fucking riot man that guy is yeah. old school hollywood yeah. that guy likes to have a couple of whiskeys <laughs> talk, to, talk to some ladies you know have a good time it's like old school hollywood man he, he he's a cool dude tom atkins you know night of the creeps halloween three oh yeah yeah you know, creep show like just a cool dude man just a nice guy to talk to so when do you plan on opening to the public and what can guests expect when they stay for sure let me tell you a little about what what a stay entails at buffalo bills so um it is not a traditional bed and breakfast um some news sites and things like that have been calling it a bed and breakfast so it's not a traditional bed and breakfast um what i mean by that is when you when you stay at buffalo bills you're going to be actually be renting the entire house so it's you and your part parties uh, home for the weekend or however long you rent it for. Um, you will not stay with, you know, strangers in other bedrooms or other parties. Um, there's not a live-in caretaker at Buffalo Bills. You'll let yourself in. You'll you'll be there for however long you're booked for to enjoy it. And, uh, and, and that's kind of the format. You know, I wanted to make it a more personal experience, um, something where, you know, it, it's unique. You can feel free to cut loose and have a good time. Um, you know, other people have been asking, is there, is there food service at Buffalo Bills? You know, are you serving meals? No, oh, we're serving people. Uh, I'm serving people, man. I'm, serving, I'm ser- serving up skin suits in the basement. That's about as much as I'm serving. Um, but, uh, there's no food service at Buffalo Bills. You know, it's a fully functioning kitchen. You're welcome to, uh, help, you know, hook yourself. Yeah, let me give you a hand with that. <laughs> yeah. Hook yourself up with some like Hannibal, uh, brain, Ray Liotta brain stew, you know, whatever you got to do on your own. But, uh, you know, yeah, I'll leave out some coffee for you, but uh, you guys can take care of yourselves. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be a real fun thing. It's a it's for it's a four bedroom home um, so we can accommodate, you know, a, a decent amount of people. Um, there's fireplaces. There's a parlor room with a with a, a church piano in it uh, from the 50s. It's super cool. Um, the property is amazing. There's a gazebo to lounge on. There's an in-ground pool um there's a vintage train caboose from the 1960s to explore on the property the uh yakagani river is just a few hundred feet away if you're outdoorsy you like to kayak or anything like that you Hmm. can go kayak right on the river it's literally a stone's throw from the house fire pit barbecue nice you know i mean plenty of things to do and the area is great um there's breweries there's wineries there's animal sanctuaries there's antiques there's a ton of good local restaurants and of course you know within an hour's drive you got the night of the living dead cemetery you got the dawn of the dead mall you know so you got <laughs> some cool horror spots to day trip to 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what exactly. you're, what you're so, describing with like the amenities and everything, it's more like an Airbnb than a bed and breakfast. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Basically, it's overnight accommodations. You know, it's definitely not a, a staff facility in that capacity. I think that people will want the freedom to explore it on their own at their own pace and not necessarily be in a bedroom with, you know, a party that they're not, they're not with. And mm -hmm. I just thought that was a more cohesive format. So, you know, yeah, I would say it's more of the Airbnb style for sure. Um, you know, and you have the whole house to yourself, you know, you okay. can do, you know, whatever. And once you open, it'll be open year round. Yes. A hundred percent. It's going to be open year round. Pretty much. You can book it anytime that there is availability um you know i'm expecting uh the spooky season you know the fall to be uh you know pro i'm hoping fingers crossed uh you know mm -hmm. the, the high season that it would seem to, to make sense um there is a lot of cool uh haunted uh uh hay rides and things like that in the region western pa has a ton of that uh and, and other paranormal experiences as well so you know you can kind of make a weekend of it um in terms of opening date um i'm not publicly releasing one just yet um because i'm still in a uh you know light renovations phase mm -hmm. with furnishing and things like that some things i have to button up before i uh, officially open the doors to the public but um i'm, I'm hoping for uh, it'll definitely be this summer at some point i'm not going to put a date on it just yet but a few more months and uh you know we'll be making the announcement you know so yeah, i think sure. that's, uh, it'll come so soon so Jimmy, I think we got to convince the misses, you know, to do a weekend getaway. Yeah. I mean, for Irene, Antiquin, she's she'll be down for that. Yep. Kayaking. Yeah. There's two right there. <laughs> I'm down. I mean, the river, the river is. I mean, from the living room and the bedrooms. Uh, I mean, the river is. I would say not more than 500 feet from the house. Oh wow, nice. It's right there. It's really right there. Have you, you thought about doing like an escape? Just something. Like, oh, you know, I know what like you're escape thinking. Escape room. Yeah. Like you know, in the stuff. oh oh, escape, an escape room. Yeah, I, I I it it passed through my mind for a moment. Um, I'm kind of with the space that's available in the mm -hmm. basement. I you know I only have so much available, and I'm dead set on doing the well in the coal cellar and the other the only other open space available is kind of where I want to do his workshop with the sewing okay. station and all that. Gotcha. So it's more a spatial requirement than anything else. I think it's a badass idea. If there was a little more space, I would probably flesh that out. But what I can tell you is about some of my other plans for Buffalo Bills house outside of the ability for fans and, and, and people who want to stay for the weekend. Um, I'm opening up the doors of Buffalo Bills house to the filming community as a on location filming opportunity. Um, oh, wow. So if you have a feature film or if you have a commercial or you want to do some stills photography or a music video and, you know, you like the aesthetics of, you know, a period correct, you know, 110 year old Victorian home and that works for you and the property is almost two acres, then I'm going to invite the film community in to come and, uh, to come and shoot there. I think it's, uh, you know, it's good enough for Silence of the Lambs and I think it'd be good oh, yeah, enough for, for a sure. lot of people. Okay. So, who knows? You might have the next, uh, like George Romero's son making a zombie film there. <laughs> yeah. I live oh, fingers, fingers crossed, my man. Fingers yeah. crossed. That would be, that would be the best, you know? So I'm doing that. And then a little bit later in the year, um, not really sure when, uh, maybe could be next year, kind of phase two. I want to get into, um, you know, guided tours and stuff. So if you oh, don't have the sure. time yeah. or the availability to stay overnight or for a weekend, then, you know, maybe, you know, uh, uh, you know, we, you know, be able to schedule tours, you know, if people could still get a, a, you know, a shortened experience where they could see the locations, get a little tutorial on what was shot where, um, you know, and, and still get some, you know, fun photo ops. 
Um, I'm hoping definitely not this year, but, um, but next year, maybe in the warmer months, I'd love to expand into doing screenings of silence. At that the was house. my next question. Oh yeah, yeah dude. That, that's, that's awesome. You Thank should have you. that. Definitely make, make like a, uh, like an event, like an event yeah, out of it. Now that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Have like Ted Levine come out, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed. You read my mind. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to uh, reach out uh, until um, yeah. I can show oh, yeah. that this is like a functioning working place, which it will be very soon, but it's too early to do now. So I think that's like a year down the road, but I, in a perfect world, I would love nothing more than to uh, reach out to Ted Levine and also uh, maybe Brooke Smith, who uh, plays Catherine Martin, you know, the girl mm-hmm. in the well, mm-hmm. um, they're actually, which I just found out recently, they're on a CBS show together called Blue Skies or Blue. I think it's Blue Skies. Blue I don't Skies. know. I, I haven't seen. I think that's ABC, not CBS. Okay, I mean, yeah. is, that, is that the name of Blue Skies? Yeah. I just read yeah. an article it's maybe like, like a two mystery. weeks ago that said like Silence of the Lambs duo reunite on Blue Skies, and I was like, oh shit, that's super cool. So I'd love to be able to bring them in for some sort of a, you know, interactive event where, you know, maybe there's a, you know, a Q&A and a screening or at least a Q&A meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for probably, sure. You know, let Buffalo Bill uh, revisit his old stomping grounds and, and something. You do like it. That. I'm out there. hundred percent. I'll probably be out uh, before that way before. Yeah. That. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> you guys are, I, I, I want you guys to come out, man. I, you know, it's, it's, it's for this community, you know, it's a, it's a very big undertaking, but it's something I'm super passionate about. I feel that it's, it, it's something that needed to be out there, you know, and I'm, I'm happy to be the guy and honored to be the guy to help kind of share it with everybody else. Yeah. That's me. If like the Camp Nomi Bosco ever came up for sale, if I had the money, Boom. <laughs> he's like, he's like, <laughs> like done. That was one of the greatest no days more. ever, you know, going yeah. there and doing the, and I got, I like, they've shortened their tours a little bit because I'm still on the, the email list or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I get the blasts. Like they're all like kind of three or four hours now. I don't know when I went like two or three years ago, whatever year it was, it was a full day experience. Oh, like, that had, was two years ago. Yeah. I had to go at like, I had to be there at like 10 AM line up, mm-hmm. finally got in at 11. And I don't think I left there when the movie was over. It was definitely like, yeah, 10, 10, yeah. They're, 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 um, shortening the tours and they don't have the celebrities there, you know? Right. Um, so until COVID is like behind us, right. they're, they're just going to do the regular tours and sometimes yeah like you said they're they're short and they i think they do like four tours a day or something oh wow the one thing i did see that's cool about that is that i did see they added actual canoeing on the lake as an option now that's something i would go back for they didn't offer that when i went yeah they they didn't have that either when i went yeah it was it was it was a four-hour tour i had uh three or four i think three celebrities there adrian king Ron Milky and Janine Taylor, but yes. I didn't know Ron Milky and Janine Taylor were going to be there, but I got the bang for my buck for, you know, it was $175 and I got a, a lot for that. I mean, not including the autographs or anything. Well, sure, sure, sure. The swag sure. bag was really cool and everything. They and- did. I got to say of all the places I've been to, they went over the top with the swag bag. I mean, yeah. I remember it was like, I got the year I went, I got like a nice water bottle and a mm-hmm. camp counselor thing with my actual name on it. Yep. Oh, yep. Sure, nice. Printed yeah. and a, a sweet shirt. I mean, it was a, it was a nice goodie bag. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. Really, yeah. I mean, it's all stuff they could just say it's for sale, you know, but it was nice that you just got it, you know, yeah. like, a little yeah. something yeah. going up. Yeah. Oh, that's a Dude. nice background you got there, Jay. Oh, thank you, man. It's just uh, the logo that we had. We had two different logos, but this one I like better. 
I like uh, that. That's been, sweet, dude. That's a the, you guys. You guys hit it out of the park with that one. That's thanks, you got, bro. You got all. That's nice, man. That's real nice. No, I appreciate it. So you got um. What we got over here. There's Tony Todd. There's yep. Ghostface. Tony Freddy. Todd is an absolute sweetheart. That guy is dude, so nice. I had to ask you too because I know you, you work with New York City Horror uh, Film Festival yes, since sir. 2004, and you were yep. the host since 2012, right? Yep, yep. Um, coming up on my tenth year. Yep, dude, you interact with so many people. Robert England, uh, Greg Nicotero, and one of them was Tony Todd. Yeah, I've seen. So, yes. tell me, wait, tell me the story. Tony Todd it. is an absolute sweetheart. I can't, I can't say enough good things about that guy. He is so appreciative and so passionate to about about being, uh, you know, being able to do what he does. And that it means so much to this community. Like he did his, like, you know, we did a little film reel, you know, like, you know, compilation of all his uh, film achievements, horror and other genres as well. You know, and he came out and, you know, Tony's a big dude, you know. Yeah, I mean, he is. Yeah. He's a big guy. Like he's really tall. You know, he's got, a, he's definitely has a presence to him in the best way. But he's also like, so he's got some old school charm to him. You know, he's just like, you know, hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know. It's like, you know, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give your lady some love in a little later, you know, no, I'm, just, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just teasing, but he, but he's so charming. Yeah. You might be worried about that. You know? <laughs> um, and it sounded like, like with his one line is even in the movies, like, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Like, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll see you soon. Yeah, he's, got, he's, he's like the, he's, he's like the Morgan Freeman of the horror genre with that voice. <laughs> Absolutely. His voice. Yeah. It's like, I could sit and listen to him talk about, you know, uh, and uh, you know, a, a freaking documentary on how you know plastic is made. It'd be like, and the machine comes out, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Wow!" Like, I can't believe I'm watching a documentary about plastic being made. But you know, it's Tony Todd's voice, so I'd sit and watch that shit for like two hours. Um, but he he was so cool. Actually, when he came to my festival, um, it was his birthday. And um, we got this really, I'll have to send you guys some photos. I don't have them online, but I have some personal photos. We got him this really sick three-tiered um, candy man uh, oh, cake oh, shit. Yeah. made for his birthday. And we all, you know, sang him happy birthday and everything. It had the, the hook coming out of the top oh, of the cake oh, that's and cool. everything. Like a real, like real nice birthday cake. And uh, he's just a great dude, you know, like he answered everybody's questions, like took time. And, you know, when we do the celebrity thing, of course, we're honored to do it, but we don't demand that, you know, celebrities, you know, you know, what they sign on to do is to get their award and do a Q&A. What they choose to do after that is really up to them. He sat and took every photo, made sure every single person in that building had a photograph, had a conversation with everybody, signed any posters, DVD, you know, like i mean he stayed until and well past that you know so it just goes to show you that like you know it's not it's not the type of thing where you know he's he's coming in he's get uh thanks a lot guys answers 10 questions and he hits the bricks he's the exact opposite of that and um i've, I've only ever had good experiences with tony todd and and um, i i hope to see him in a whole lot more movies um coming up you know and you were saying too like you know like None, like all the all been very fortunate that the people who have come to the New York City Horror Film Festival in a you know celebrity capacity have all been very gracious to take their time with the fans and and even Wes Craven when he was alive you know he had a bum knee he had just had knee surgery uh, when 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 he was a guest that was back in 2010 and mm. so he wanted to you know sit in a chair for his Q and A which was fine and um, he even though his knee was messed up that dude stood up at our step and repeat for 
at least an hour and a half to, to wow. take photos with what must have been, you know, a couple hundred people and didn't complain, oh, wow. <laughs> didn't walk away for a break. I That's mean, old like, school, man. That's old school. Honestly, that, 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 that means something to, to like, I, I don't know if everybody knew he, you know, he had knee surgery, but I did, you know, just because I was yeah. behind the scenes. And, you know, I, you know, it's like, you know, you want to take a break, you know, you want to, you know, you want to, you know, you want to take 20, you know, you, you want to be done. We'll just cut it off. Like, it's all good. Like he was like, no, I want to make sure everybody's, you know, everyone gets, you know, gets their, gets their moment. You know, I was like, that's not everybody would Stand say that. You know? Class act. Yep. Class act through and through. Yeah, man. I see that. That's good to hear stories like that, man. You know, you think about it because you see these people on TV or, you know, you know, of them. They're like legendary in the horror community. And then you, you're hoping that, wow, this, this person, I hope he's a good guy or good, you know, a good woman like that. It's like, I don't yep. want to hear anything negative. Cause then it's going to, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than that, man. There's yeah, worse man. Than that, you know, nothing worse than that. I'm, I'm, I'm it happens great. a lot in the wrestling community. I'll tell you how much, but I'm sure you probably know a little bit better than I do. I've met a handful of wrestlers, but only in like, you know, the quick meet and greet capacity. Yeah. So I didn't really get a you whole hear horror lot. stories, dude. Yeah. But it's uh, you know, just watch Dark Side of the Ring. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I do. I do. I do watch Dark Side of the Ring. That's a great show. That's a great show. I'm, I'm grateful for my experiences in the horror, uh, you know, industry, both professional and as yeah. a fan. Um, you know, everyone that I've had interaction with has been great. You know, um, Wes Craven and uh, Brett, we had Brad DeReef one year. He was real great. <laughs> Playtime's um, over, Andy. Yeah, that's a good impression, my man. That's a good one. Thank you, man. That's right on point. You know, Greg Nicotero, he was like, we're like, can we get you anything? He's like, um, you know, like, you know, set him up in his, you know, in his area before the show. He's like, um, just give me like a six pack of Yingling. Is that cool? I was like, yeah, we can definitely <laughs> like, get you what? a six pack of Yingling. yingling. <laughs> yeah, that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. That's all the guy wanted. You know, wow. some simple requests, but you know, again, st- st- stood there and took every photo. And you know, Robert England was just uh, an absolute. Yeah, awesome how was how was Rob? Oh man, he, I will tell you a, a Robert story. This photo I can back up. This story I can back up with a photo. So he came out, we're, 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 in, we're in a real movie theater for the, you know, that's where we do the awards. You know, people sit in the, in the theater and, you know, we set up a little, uh, you know, a couple of director's chairs and table, put the award on it. The award's super badass. It's a, it's a skeleton Statue of Liberty. Mm. And, uh, and uh, he comes out. And he had been having some uh, some white wine. He came with his wife, flew in from California. He had been drinking a couple glasses of white wine. <laughs> real, real, having a good conversation with him behind the scenes. All good. He comes out. And we're like, ladies and gentlemen, the lifetime award winner, you know, Mr. Robert England comes out. He's got his glass of white wine in one hand. He like kind of hams it up, does the Freddy glove for the crowd. Everyone's <laughs> cheering, whatever. And I'm just applauding, like standing back. You know, he's having his moment. And I don't know what provoked him to do this, but he, with one hand still on the wine goblet and the other hand, and he leans into me and he latches onto my fucking nipple and he just gives me the biggest fucking titty twister I've ever had in my whole life in front of like 500 people. Really, I swear to God, swear to God. And uh, my buddy Adam, who was the photographer for the event, um god bless fucking adam uh literally snapped the photo in that moment and i've got photo proof uh uh that i will definitely show you guys after the show there do send it or send it over you got to send it robert england wine goblet in one hand and my nipple in the other (laughs) giving me the biggest titty twister you've ever seen so uh that's my that's my big robert england story 
purple nurple ah! serious <laughs> purple nurple action i was like i can't believe that's i just awesome. got my nipple tweaked by freddy krueger man that's the best thing that ever you happened. can die a happy man i, I really <laughs> could you, you would have told six-year-old uh chris that uh one day you're gonna uh get your nipples tweaked by freddy he's like i came over i'm good i'm i'm good everything else is just hearsay after that one you know so. well chris 10 years from now where are you where's chris rowan oh man Hopefully, I'd love to say that I'm definitely going to be still the owner of Buffalo Bills House. That, that ain't going anywhere. Um, I'm going to look to expand Buffalo Bills House um, as far as it will go. I want it to be open to all walks of life and all types of people, not just Silence of the Lambs fans and horror fans, but people who just want a unique experience, you know, something off the beaten path. Um, but I will continue to work in this business, in the film business. Uh, I will continue to, uh, I will continue to love horror. I will continue to love pro wrestling. I will continue to love heavy metal like I always have. And, um, you know, I just want to kind of entertain. I feel like that's kind of my, you know, that's, that's my path in this world. And whether I'm working behind the scenes on a commercial or a horror movie, or I'm uh, the proprietor of Buffalo Bill's house, or I'm, uh, or I'm doing, uh, you know, independent horror movies at the New York City Horror Film Festival. Um, I feel like, you know, it's such a part of who I am that that's what my job here on this planet is to do, is to kind of share that love with, with other like-minded people, and I'm going to continue to do that. And uh, I hope that everyone comes by and, you know, checks out Buffalo Bill's house and uh, gives, it, gives it a go. I think you'll have a good time. Oh, Chris, listen, I want to thank you once again. I want you to have the floor right now and just plug your social media. Where can everybody find you? Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, first and foremost, our website, uh, which is buffalobillshouse.com. That's got all the news and uh, information about what's going on, pictures of what the place looks like, amenities we offer, things to do in the area, stuff like that. Um, social media, uh, we're on a few platforms. You can find us on Facebook, uh, which is at Buffalo Bills House uh instagram as well at buffalo bills house if you want to follow us on twitter or tiktok it's at buff bills house um the uh, buffalo unfortunately was taken so. <laughs> he's buff he's a stuff he's buff and he's just a little buff bagwell action yeah. my man i remember the buffster i remember him <laughs> you find us on twitter and tiktok uh at buff bills house and, um, you know, and then the convention circuit, um, you know, I got Monster Mania next week, Living Dead weekend. I got the awesome CJ Graham Jason Lives event in Blairstown with you, Thundercats, in uh, August 13th, Friday the 13th. Super pumped for that. Um, it's going to be awesome. And then uh, I have a New Jersey Horror Con in Atlantic City at the beginning of September. So uh, I'll be doing a whole bunch of cons this season. And, um, I think it's going to be a, a, a hell of a run, guys. I'm, I'm super pumped for your event. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful and honored that you guys invited me there. I'm looking forward to uh, cracking some cold ones and uh, talking harder with all of you guys again. So, For sure. Thank you again for the kind words. And we, too, will be at the NJ Harcon in September. All right. All right. So, so, so we're, be, Listen, you're going to see a lot of us, Chris. All right. <laughs> that's a, a few weeks after uh, the Jason Lives event. So that'll yeah, be awesome. The best is yet to come, my man. Oh, oh yeah. Dude. So I'll, <laughs> I'll be listen, your... anyone who loves horror and, and wrestling as much as you guys, uh, you know, I could sit here and talk for, for 12 hours about anything. And we, you know, you know, we could talk about Ultimate Warrior promos too, you know, load up the rocket shul <laughs> rocket fuel with <laughs> the pirate is being the sacrifice, <laughs> you know. His promos, <laughs> mix his promos with like Stephen King, you're gonna get something crazy, man. Oh, I'll I'll end with this. Coolest thing that one of the coolest things that happened, I'll I'll end with this little tidbit. Yeah. A fan brought this to our attention. I missed it. 
Um, apparently, Stephen King himself, about a month ago, retweeted a tweet about Buffalo Bill's house. So Stephen oh, King wow. is actually aware <laughs> that I'm trying to do this thing. And that was a real honor. I read quite that's, a few yeah, of his books. Awesome. He's my favorite that's, horror author. So yeah, yeah, I read quite a few of his books uh, uh, in high school and college. A real honor. I had no idea. Fan submitted it. He retweeted uh, uh, something about, you know, the, you know, puts the lotion on its skin. And it was basically an article about Buffalo Bill's house that had been covered. So I was like floored that that news had made it to, you know, the man himself, you know, and that's, that's awesome. as a fan, you know, yeah, I tell yeah, you, that's the truth. And I will end by saying this. First and foremost, this is a, a, a small family run operation and is run by real horror fans. And we are fans first and foremost, and we just want to share that with other like-minded people. Dude, awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Horror Heads, Chris Rowan right here, folks. Listen, follow Buffalo Bill's house and make sure you go down to the house. You just might get a nice little treat over there. Stay for dinner. I'll tell you, I'll be seeing you soon, Chris. Thank you so much. And Horrorheads, once again, thank you for celebrating horror, not only in October, but 365. Hell yeah, Horror 365 for life, son. For life. <laughs>